One of the most critical parts of dropshipping is finding winning products. And I see far too many people playing the guessing game and not having any success. So I actually put together this gift for you. It's the ultimate guide to finding winning products. It's actually the same concepts that I use that lead to $1,000 days in dropshipping for me. And there's a lot of people that ask me, so I've actually recorded this workshop that I did in Chicago, and it lays out all the strategies. There's criteria, free methods, paid methods, the works, even some things that even pros don't even know about. And I put this together and bundled it in a gift for you. So all you need to do is go to products.techmoneytalks.com. Go to products.techmoneytalks.com. It's actually my gift to you to help you find winning products. Let the data guide you. It's not a guessing game. It's right there in front of you. Once you see it, it's a numbers game, and it's really awesome. Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Simon Lerner as a special guest on the show. And for those of us in e-com, you should know who he is because Simon is the founder of NetCon, which is a premium educational motivational conference for entrepreneurs and e-commerce professionals. If you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because over the recent years, Simon has been running NetCom with smashing success, having some of the best keynote speakers on stage. And some of them were actually previous guests on the Tech Money Talks podcast. Simon continues to raise a bar and he's been keeping it real. This brother's been keeping it real the whole time. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. From New York to the Hamptons to LA, Simon has been making a big impact with NetCon all across the country. And let's look into Simon's crystal ball just to find out, is there a NetCon Chicago event in the near future? So we'll find out about that. Simon is connected with major players in the industry and also provides one-on-one coaching to select clients. Time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time. And I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Simon, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for the warm introduction. That's probably like the best intro I've ever received. <laughs> I feel like you know, speaker right now on the show. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Hey, that's great stuff. Well, hey, you deserve it, man. These are all your accomplishments. And uh, I swear, I mean, you're, you're crushing it big time and, you know, making a lot of waves, getting a lot of attention. So I'm really glad that we have a chance uh, to do this today. And uh, but say for the audience, maybe just to kind of take a step back so they can get to know you a little bit better. You know, maybe you can share your journey. You're into a whole bunch of things. So maybe just kind of share your journey uh, into e-commerce and your business and what you've been up to. Absolutely. I mean, I'll start a little bit, um, you know, about my background, about who it is that I am, because I feel like uh, your background has a big influence on uh, where you end up going in life. And I want to touch up on it since I have a little bit of a different story than most entrepreneurs that have been on the show. Um, yeah. For a lot of you that don't know who it is that I am, my name is Simon Lerner. I'm 19. I was originally born and raised in Russia. So I'm Russian born and raised, so I speak Russian. I came to America when I was uh, 13 and a little bit more background. So when uh, I was just born, I had it pretty well. So my family was, you know, upper middle class. My, my dad just sold his business. He was doing you know, exceptionally well, fantastic. <clears throat> From what my mom tells me, 
Um, I, I believe that I even had, you know, a big, big birth, birthday celebration for like my first, second birthday. I had like, you know, everything from a butler to, you know, a cook and maid, whatever. Right. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. ladies too. So, so, um, people are like, why am I taking advice from a spoiled rich brat who had everything handed to him? Well, that was the beginning of it. At the age of two, my parents actually got divorced and my dad left to a different family. He never paid child support. So, I, so my mom had to figure out how to basically raise me from going uh, with a family of like, hey, you have a butler, you have a driver, you have you know, a cook and maid, whatever, right? Yeah. He's old. Um, now everything is taken away from you and you have nothing, right? You yeah. normally have a place to live. You don't have any saved money. Your mom's basically alone. Well, I didn't have any saved money because I was two, right? She didn't have any, like barely any money either. So she basically was doing side hustles. She was at the time, um, you know, uh, a licensed real estate agent. She was, you know, the, you know, doing somewhat okay in real estate, not, you know, just enough to, to get by, but nothing exceptional. So it went pretty quickly from being, you know, very well off to like, hey, shit, I'm struggling to pay bills. For my mom yeah um yeah. And coming up um it was hard you know my mom always pretended like everything's fine you know we have money to you know travel and do whatever but deep down i knew that hey you know she's struggling and i kind of want to help and um you know i yeah. didn't really experience much of the moments of that you know luxurious life because i was just one or two years old and i don't really remember much of it right you probably don't remember anything past you know four years old right mm-hmm. um yeah but um, from the words of it, it was pretty nice to have. So then growing up, uh, you know, I was growing up in Russia until I was 12 and at 12, 13, we decided to move to America. My mom decided to make the move to, uh, first distance uh, ourselves a little bit from, you know, my dad and then to, uh, basically, you know, create the future for me, uh, expecting me to go to college in America and get good education and, you know, be financially better off than she was and, you know, create a future in America for me because, um, you know, she she wanted me to get a good education. America is now for great education. So we came to America at 13. I was, you know, this outsider kid. Uh, it was eighth grade. It was uh, the last year of middle school that we came here. Um, and I was literally a stranger to everyone. I didn't know a single person came in here, you know, not speaking, you know, a word of English. All I knew was like, hey, my name is Simon. You know, I'm 13. That's basically all I knew. Uh, was bullied a lot, misunderstood um, as a kid, you know, didn't know like American sports, everybody would be playing, you know, baseball or basketball during recess. And I, you know, had no idea how those games work because in Russia you play soccer and stuff like that, right? Um, yeah. And when people called me to play football, I brought a soccer ball with me and they, you know, like, they're like, why, why did you bring a soccer, a soccer ball? I'm like, well, football, you kick it, right? They're like, no, football is, you take a football, <laughs> and throw it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was, you know, a lot to get used to. Um, and it was, you know, strange adapting. So uh, I didn't really fit in with uh, a lot of kids. And I feel like that played a big role into where I am today and entrepreneurship in general, because I used that time um, after school. Um, you know, everybody would be either, you know, hanging out, smoking pot in the corners or whatever, doing recess, sports, clubs, activities. I literally would go home after school every single day from like, Eighth to the end of uh, sophomore year in high school, I would go home every single day, uh, you know, just home because I didn't fit in and nobody really liked me. And I invested that time into personal development. I started reading books. I started, you know, trying to make some money online. That and just, you know, researching the possibilities and opportunities out there. Did a lot of different stuff, uh, you know, from uh, selling video video game accounts to you know just the freelancing stuff to flipping, you know, accounts on social media. Just you know, trying to do uh, stuff that 
purse, you know, felt natural to me. And I was always the kid to, you know, bargain and try to buy, buy, sell, buy, sell, you know, cheap, expensive, you know, try to flip stuff. Um, that yeah. was always, you know, kind of came natural to me. Negotiation, talking to people, people skills, you know, especially when it wasn't like in person, like in person, I struggled at that because I didn't know English very well and didn't fit in. But over a computer, like online, I found it pretty easy to negotiate and talk to people because I didn't feel that intimidation of like, hey, you know, you were in front of people, you, you know, people have impressions on you. There's like nothing attached to it, right? So, yeah. Um, and uh, by the age of uh, 16 and a half, I, I was playing this uh, game called CSGO. I'm not sure if you're familiar with CSGO, but um, I, I was playing CSGO and um, I was actually not playing it just for the sake of the game. Uh, I was playing it because there was uh, monetary currency inside. There was, you know, different items and skins you can exchange with people. And that's what really got okay. There was a monetary system in it. So by the age of 16 and a half, I built my inventory to around $15,000 worth of items, like virtual pixel items on the computer that I then sold to a person wow. uh, for real, real cash. So to me, at the age of 16 and a half, I was like, damn, I was able to, you know, without any literal skill, you know, they didn't teach me this in school, like, you know, just by people skill and negotiation, be able to build up $16,500 worth of assets online, right? That's pretty cool. There's something here, right? Yeah. Um, so then I cashed that out and I started uh, messing around with uh, investing. I found a few people on YouTube, heard about a lot about cryptocurrency. That's when, you know, Bitcoin hit like $19,000 every, every <laughs> month. Wow. So I'm like, yeah. this is interesting. You know, so like I hear so many stories, like someone put in, you know, $10,000 over a year, like, you know, they're, they're now worth 10 million. Like, you know, what if I put it, for that, you know, a year ago, where would I be right now? So, um, you know, I started uh, getting into it a little bit instead of cryptocurrency, I picked the stock market just because, um, you know, it was, uh, had more resources about that and was slightly more interested about it, learning about, you know, companies and stuff like that, rather than just, you know, a digital coin that, you know, was just new and uh, not much was out there, uh, you know, about that asset. So, um, Stumble up on a few YouTubers, uh, some of which include, you know, Ricky Gutierrez, who's one of my good friends and mentors, right? Uh, you know, oh, cool. um, was one of the first mentors of mine, um, you know, um, do a lot of course, started uh, learning how to, um, you know, invest in stocks uh, and blew my first account. I literally deposited 10 grand and within two months that went to zero because I was just, you know, uh, buying selling stuff that, you know, I, I wasn't really educated. So my education was, you know, not at the point where it is right now, where I, I'm, you know, good at making money. It was just mm -hmm. like beginner's luck, just throwing money at random stuff, thinking, oh, this is gonna go up because X, Y, and Z, making up random reasons. You know, like uh, the first stock I ever bought, I think, was uh, Zillow. Right? I'm like, oh, you know, people like to buy real estate and like the real estate's hot and stuff like that. I'm gonna buy the stock Zillow. Like, uh, I put ten grand into it, all my account, no risk management, nothing. Right. And then um, the, the next week, I think uh, it was worth like 12 grand. So I'm like, oh crap, I made like two grand over a week doing basically like clicking about buy and sell. This is pretty cool. Um, but that was, as I said, beginner's luck. By the end of the month, like a month and a half, my account went literally down to, I think, $600 because I was just making random stupid investments without understanding what goes behind trading and, you know, what kind of research and study studying you need to do to actually make it in the stock market. Because yeah. statistically, Every like nine out of ten people fail um, as traders, mm. right? The odds are really against you, and you need to have an edge in the market. Um, yeah. But with me, the way I was raised and the way I was growing up, I am very competitive. I don't give up. Like if for me, I think that you know one of an entrepreneur's quality that is crucial to have is persistence. Um, 
And, you know, losing 10 grand didn't stop me from, you know, being like, oh crap, you know, this doesn't work. I blew 10 grand. Maybe this isn't for me. And, you know, go try something else. Um, for me, I, you know, I persisted. I ended up actually blowing over my career three counts, like completely to zero where I had to start over until I actually made, you know, made it as far as I am today. Um, with now having multiple, you know, hundreds of students and, you know, a big uh, portfolio, um, I had to go through that series of losing streaks where it was like, crap, you know, this isn't working. Do I quit? Do I, you know, like, is this not for me? Am I doing something wrong? Like, am I getting the wrong information? What's happening, right? Um, yeah. You know, to get to the point where I am today, I had to, you know, I invested a lot of money into my own education. Um, I didn't listen to just one person. I, you know, took several courses, watched hundreds and thousands, like literally thousands of hours of online videos. I, I'm, I'm still learning till today because, you know, as entrepreneurs, you always need to learn. If you're not learning, you're, you're not growing, you're not, you're basically dying, right? As an entrepreneur, you always have to be consistent, yeah. you know, feeling new information. Like yesterday, I watched four hours worth of videos uh, about the stock market. I still read, read books. I'm not claiming to be this expert who, who's a Mr. Know-it-all and just wants to sell you a course, right? I actually want to better and improve myself every single day. Um, but yeah, I, you know, watch content, all, uh, watch content all the time. Um, you know, actually did a lot of research, uh, back testing and front testing, um, have, you know, a great mentor actually, uh, his name is Umar Ashra, very successful stock trader. Uh, I think he's 25 and he closed last year with close to $3 million worth of profits from trading. So, um, big wow. shout out to him. Uh, if you guys want to you know, learn about stocks, check him out as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was you know his tag name offhand. We'll be sure to leave uh, it in the, in the show yeah, notes. Channel is uh, at Umar. That's U M A R Ashra. That's A S H R A F. Um, you should get him on the show if he will come on as well. Super, super great guy. But um, cool. that's my kind of trading story. And um, you know, that was right at the time that I graduated high school and started getting into college. So I. Ended up going to first year university. I the first half of the year I was uh, going for engineering. I was really doing it for for my mom because she's like, oh, he's an engineer, highest paying jobs. You know, you can make a lot of money, get a safe job. You know, I was going for like a four year college degree um, at eighteen here in New York. And um, at, after the first semester, I realized like, hey, I really hate this. Every single day feels like I'm literally gonna like kill someone or kill myself because it's really not enjoyable. And, <laughs> I just want to get out of this class and stand listen to this professor talk about, you know, linear algebra and calculus and, you know, forces and all that stuff. It's not applicable to my life. I really don't care where Jupiter is, right? <laughs> but it doesn't matter to me. I, I want to learn more applicable stuff. And not only that, but I was taking stuff that really didn't apply to my major as well, which was like, you know, film and the immigrant experience where like, you know, just random stuff that I feel like is not applicable to a person. Mm -hmm engineering or business so second semester i ended up switching to um a business degree um for finance and i went to a school literally for two days of the uh you know second semester and then i dropped out so <laughs> why i dropped out was because i literally went to the um class i believe it was called business and society and i went to the class and uh, there's about 40 kids in class the professor introduced himself. He, he worked in, you know, um, insurance for for the majority of his life, and you know, was kind of this pimpy guy, Mister Know It All. And then he was walking around the room, uh, picking up people, and being like, "Hey, you know, what do you want to be when you get this degree?" Like people raised their hands. They're like, "Oh, I want to be an accountant. I want to, you know, work on Wall Street. I want to be a, you know, financial consultant. I want to be like this and this and that." Right? I didn't raise my hand for anything. 
because I knew like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to run my own business. I don't want to work for anyone. I want to, you know, run a company and, you know, have people work for me. I want freedom to travel and do the things, you know, that I want with who I want, when I want, and nobody telling me, you know, what to do, really. Um, yeah. Lifestyle I imagined, right? And I knew it was possible from, you know, everything that I accomplished to that point and the people I knew that have done it, right? Uh, you know, several, several of my mentors and just people out there, you know, like you, you're looking at Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, you know, they're super successful. And I like, those were my idols at the time. And he came up to me and he's like, so Simon, what are you like your parents rich or something? You don't got to go to work. You're special. Like, you know, life doesn't work that way. You have to go get a job. You know, you're, you're not you know, like going anywhere. And I'm like, you know, like you're wrong. I'm not going to be here. like sitting here taking advice from, you know, a person who's making 60 grand a year when I know I, I could do much better or like mm-hmm. than you know, taking advice from someone who's not where I want to be in life and literally yeah. dropped out because I knew like, Hey, this is not going anywhere. I'm not about to waste four years of my time and, you know, my parents' money to, you know, go to this, you know, school, yeah. learn jack shit because I feel I'm a big believer in that your results are in direct relation um, with who you get your information from and who you learn from. And I feel like the apple doesn't fall far away from a tree. So if you think of the professor as the tree and the students being the apples, right? The professor is making 60 grand a year and driving in the 1996 Toyota Camry. You're going to be very, very close to <laughs> maybe making 70 grand a year and driving 2001 Toyota Camry. Right? It's not going to be much, much you know, drastically different. You need to be taking advice from people who have results that you want to get. And um, that's literally why I created Netcon was because um, I wanted to bring the best people out there in the industry and connect them with the people that wanted to learn a skill, whether it's, you know, um, digital marketing, e-commerce, trading, dropshipping, forex, I wanted to provide people with resources, but not just, you know, a college professor. Like uh, we had an economics professor and um, he was, uh, you know, we're learning about the stock market and everything. And I came to him and I'm like, uh, hey, like I really enjoyed today's lecture about the stock market. I actually invest in stocks. You know, I'm holding Tesla. Like, what do you think about a company? Should I buy? Should I sell? I'm up right now. He's like, you know, like I can't really give you, uh, um, you know, any advice uh, about that. I, I don't invest in stocks. My, my wife doesn't let me. So I'm like, wait, you're teaching us how to trade stocks and about the stock market, but you're not invested in the stock market and your wife doesn't let you? Why am I taking advice from you? Where like, <laughs> you're good at, you know, textbook stuff, you know, but you're practically zero when it comes to applying things. It's basically like taking advice from a 300 pound overweight fat ass in a gym on how to get a six pack. It's the same yeah. analogy. You wouldn't take advice from him. So why are you taking advice from a person who's never touched a stock in his life on how to trade stocks? So that's why it's important to get mentors and get your information from the people that actually know what they're doing and have results that you want. So for, uh, you know, a tip of advice for everyone here is to, get information uh, from people that have results that you're seeking to get. That's, you know, plain simple. Um, you know, in terms of how do you get in contact with those people, you either go to events, you, you know, you invest into your own education, um, into courses. Um, you know, there's a bunch of free material online, right? Um, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. There's books. There's a lot of great books. Um, I see you have a book in the background as well. Uh, Expert Secrets with, say, Russell Brunson. You want to oh. Russell, right? You, yeah. You, common expert secrets that's going to be what 30 bucks you're going to learn ins and outs of digital marketing funnels you know psychology that's you know pretty inexpensive considering you're spending 40 grand a year on college right you can get you know twice the amount of value and information in a week uh from a few books you want to learn from 
people who are no longer alive, guess what? You can get Steve Jobs' book and learn, uh, you know, what Steve Jobs had, you know, had done and had to say in his teachings, right? Like, you yeah. know, really need to be with mentor one-on-one. It, it really helps. It expects your results. If you're literally sitting in a room with a mentor one-on-one and they have much more experience than you, that really helps. And that re- that's really what escalated me as a trader. It saved me, you know, a big learning curve and, you know, expedited me as a trader by having a mentor with me. I, you know, I took an in-person class, a seminar where there was literally a trader in front of us and he was trading with us and showing us, you know, the ins and outs. Uh, that was pretty expensive, right? But um, for everybody else that's like, hey, how do I get in front of a mentor? You have to have some sort of value to provide for them. Either, you know, they're selling a course, the value for them would be, hey, this person is going to buy my course. It's probably going to be expensive, right? Or you can, you know, if you can't afford a course, you can go to them and be like, hey, I'm going to either work for you for free in exchange for you, know, you teaching me what is it you know and helping me with, you know, some stocks or whatever it might be, e-commerce, drop shipping, right? Freelance. Find value that you can provide to that person in exchange for them later on, you know, providing value to you. You need to go into it without expectations that, you know, being like, hey, if I do this for you, you do this for, you do this for me. Like tons of people that hit people up, you know, like, hey, mentor me, I'll do this for you, right? That doesn't work. You need to go into it without expectations, just being like, hey, I'm good at managing social media or I'm good at, you know, creating websites or landing pages. I want to create a website for you for free. And you foster that relationship and, um, you know, long term, uh, it's going you know, to pay out like much more than what you invested into it to begin with, you know, which is probably your time and a little bit of money, right? Yeah, yeah. Big believer in, you know, integrity-based relationships and actually creating long-lasting relationships rather than, you know, just hardcore selling. Um, And that's the difference between our events and let's say some bigger events like 10X Grow Conference, for example. I went to 10X last year. Um, Mm -hmm. Like TBH, I was certainly very disappointed with the way it was ran because um, I literally spent like three, four grand to get to Miami and went to the event. And uh-huh. was is every single speaker went on stage and you know talked about some motivational bullshit and just said like, hey, you know, I made a million dollars, so you can too. And then they try to sell you on a course or a program, you know, buying a course that wow. type, type of thing, right? So yeah. Netcon, I was like, hey, this is a flaw. Like, you know, I actually spent a lot of money to come here and I didn't really get the personalized attention that I need. And there's no way I can go up to Grant Cardone and be like, hey, man, can we just sit down like for half an hour, have you know coffee and I'll show you my real estate portfolio and we can go over it and, and tell me like, hey, here is you know what you need to adjust or get rid of or buy or acquire, right? That doesn't work. But at Netcon, we've created an environment where people can come and get a personalized approach and attention from the speaker. So for example, if you're in e-commerce, right, you can come to our event and um, sit down one-on-one or one-on-two with our e-commerce speakers and be like, hey, here's my laptop, here's my Shopify store. Uh, you can take a look at it and tell me where am I messing up? Why are my conversions not as high as I need them to be? You know, where should I be running my traffic to and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Where, as a bigger event with 30,000 people, it's just impossible to do so. Also, what we've created is this environment where you foster relationships and you can actually provide value to people. Whereas, you know, at events with 30, 40, 50,000 people, what ends up happening is every single person comes up to you and just gives you a business card like this, right? It was like, hey, you know, like, my name is Simon. I sell this. Take my business card. By the end of the day, I kid you not, like, I had probably over 150 business cards. And out of, like, 150, only two of them have pictures, of, like, on them of the actual people who represent the company or the brand. 
So 148 of those people were just random people. And I was looking at it. I'm like, I don't remember who the fuck you are. Like, what do you do? Why do I have your business card? It doesn't mean anything to me. Like, there's just a name and a phone number on here. I don't know. What do you do? I don't know who you are. How can you provide value to me? Yeah. What is it here? Right. There was literally nothing. I came out like with a bunch of paper in my bag. That's basically it. Um, whereas I don't have 150 attendees at an event and 20 speakers. First of all, the ratio is great, right? You can talk to everybody and get to know people on a closer basis, right? But it's also value driven. So we not only invite people from one industry, we invite a lot of people from different industries. So at our events, we have people who do trading, people who you know are content creators, videographers, photographers. We have people who do e-commerce and you know Amazon. And I feel like by putting all those people together in one room, instead of just putting people who are focused on one specific topic, what ends up happening is you create this environment uh, of providing value. And what I mean by that is that if you have a videographer and let's say a person who does e-commerce and they connect, right? There's so mm-hmm. much value in this because for example, for a content creator, he can usually charge, let's say $3,000 to make a video. And the e-commerce guy can, let's say, charge $3,000 to run someone's shop by store in their ads. Instead, they can connect with each other and be like, hey, I'll uh, do your ad creatives for your videographer can say, I can do your ad creatives for your you know, uh, ads and Shopify and your personal brand for free. But in exchange, you can build a, you know, a marketing funnel for me or a Shopify store for my, you know, clothing line or something like that for free as well. So that way yeah. you're eliminating that transaction between and you're serving each other and providing value for each other. Uh, let's flip the screen and take a look where you have an event where there's, let's say 300 people and every single person who is in the event only does real estate. What ends up happening is you have 300 people in a room who only care about real estate from one city and everybody already knows everything about real estate. Everybody, you know, wants more clients, more leads, but guess what? Everyone's competition. No one wants to network. No one wants to share because everybody feels the pressure of like, Oh, you know, he's my competitor. He's going to steal my leads. He's not going to, you know, there's no value to provide to each other because you're all competition. But if you're not, you know, I'm a trader, you're a content creation. We're no competition. We're an alliance. We can only help each other and serve each other in ways that are going to mutually benefit us. There is no way for us to, you know, like you're not taking my clients, you're not taking my students, right? You do completely different things, but that's how you, you know, create lasting relationships and actually provide value to people. So, no, that's really good. Really out of the box thinking for sure. And, uh, man, you covered a lot of good points here. And I wanted to let you run with it. An amazing journey, you know, and stuff that you shared. And even just to take a step back, I mean, you could see how your journey so far, how, you know, it's kind of shaped. And, you know, I sort of grew up the same way. I was kind of raised by a single mother, kind of half, half my youth under 18. And so I remember what it was like, you know, going through that as well. And then, like you said, you know, uh, you described that, okay, uh, just because you, you, know, you didn't fit in and then you put more time into personal development, which I thought was, was really awesome. And, you know, looking, testing things and learning about all that stuff. I mean, that, that was great. Is there, is there one thing that, that really stood out, you know, related to personal development, like you mentioned, reading books, stuff like that, like what really, what really stood out, you know, as far as uh, personal development goes? Well, I'm not sure what you're exactly asking, but I think I know what you're hinting at. I mean, <laughs> with, with personal development, I, like, you know, for me, it was like, there is no other option. You have all this time in your hands and you really don't have, you know, much more to do with it. So like, you know, it, it could be just me, you know, hanging out with kids that I don't fit in at school, right? 
where I could be at home reading books and trying to learn English, right? And, and that was actually my kind of journey of like, hey, how did I learn English so quickly? Because I'm 19 right now and I came at 13 knowing barely any English. I learned it through reading and you know using Google Translate and trying to figure things out. So for me, you know, like that, that was kind of my my way of you know killing two birds with one stone, right? Yeah, yeah. And also benefiting yourself because I was you know always interested about you know business, money, you know, back end stuff. Cause I knew it was possible. I knew like, you know, from the stories my mom told me about my dad and, you know, his, you know, company that he sold, he, he actually had a, back in the 2000s, I believe a billboard advertising company and that he, you know, did very well with, you know, I'm not very close with my dad, but you know, that's kind of gave me the insights that like, Hey, this is possible. So I need to learn more about it and try to get my feet wet in it. Right. I can't just sit in my cash and expect the opportunities to come to me. I have to go out there and, chase opportunities right so. so go for it yeah no for sure yeah i thought that was really awesome and even one of the other things i, I saw this as like a common factor especially for some of the younger uh, entrepreneurs that has been crushing it is that even stumbling upon the fact in gaming finding those type of games where it has those digital assets within there but then trading it for real currency and then all of a sudden, you know, light bulb goes on in your head that you're like, okay, wow, I can actually make money doing this. And then now it's like, how can I make more money, you know, with, with digital assets, basically? Yeah, exactly. Or like it wasn't even make more money with digital assets. It's like, hey, there is really something here. And I think I can take it to the next level, whether it's with games or e-commerce marketing, whatever it is. I just want to like, I know there's a bunch of transactions happening with big money on the computer. How do I figure out the you know, to be on the receiving end of big transactions, right? Even the other thing that I think is is really interesting because uh, there's a good number of, of young uh, listeners that are going through that same scenario, you know, deciding, you know, if, if college is for them or if not, maybe you can dive a little bit further. Like, what was your thought process like? I mean, you, you shared a good part of the story, but like even, you know, making that decision, was it really for you? And uh, I mean, like, listen, I'm pretty, I would say I'm not at the level of success I want to be at, but I'm okay. You know, like I can support myself financially at this point, but till this day, my mom still wants me to go back to school, right? Every single day it's like, Hey, go back to school. I, you know, because of traditional parenting, just, you know, how she was raised and how, you know, the tradition is, it doesn't matter if, you know, you know, even if I made $10 million, you know, in one day, she'd still be like, go back to school. I want you to be culture educated. I just feel like you need something to fall back on. Right. But the common misconception yeah. that people have is like, Oh, you know, you get a degree, you're safe. But the thing is, you're not safe because that degree doesn't guarantee you jack shit. You can get, spend 300 grand and four years and get a degree, but guess what? That degree is gonna not going to guarantee that you're going to get a six-figure a year job, maybe, maybe 40 grand a year. But guess what? I can go into McDonald's and work minimum wage and still make that 40 grand. So there's no guarantees there. Uh, yeah. That one of our, you know, one of my long-term goals is, you know. I really believe that, you know, the business educational system is so outdated and my goal, like lifetime goal is to reform that and uh, reform the current educational system that we have because I think it's super flawed the way people have, you know, a lot of college debt and get nowhere in life and spend until they're, you know, 56 years old just paying off their college debt, right? We have $1.3 trillion worth of college debt till this day. And yeah. uh, I want to do this as so we, we actually, within the next couple of years, we want to launch an in-person Necon University, which would be a university focused on business and entrepreneurship. And we want to teach business, but with a different approach. And instead of, um, you know, giving you no guarantee of like, hey, you're just going to get this degree and, you know, go out there and find a job now. We want to make you guarantee that, hey, if you 
let's say pick marketing, right? And you spend, you know, 40 grand and you know, two years at Nakani University, we are guaranteeing you that if you hit certain KPIs and you, let's say, you become a expert at marketing and digital marketing, right? Then people like Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, Ingraziosi, Grant Cardone, they're going to hire you for them at a starting salary. And that solves two problems because for those people, for the big fish out there, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Ingraziosi, Ty Lopez, they always need to hire new talent to run their companies. Ty has, you know, hundreds of people working for him. Gary Vee, you know, has, you know, three, I believe now four offices for VaynerMedia, each have, having, you know, hundreds of employees to run his social media, his campaigns, his events, everything like that. Mm -hmm. Hundreds and thousands of employees, you know, like uh, everything from his websites to his live events, you know, digital marketing, all those skills are required and they always need to hire new talent. So what we're going to be doing is, first of all, solving a problem for them of like, hey, here's pre-qualified people that are experts on a certain skill, whether it's content creation, social media management, marketing, you can hire them. And for those students, we are providing a guarantee of like, hey, if you, let's say, hit certain KPIs, key performance indicators in you know, your marketing degree, right? then people like Gary Vee are gonna hire you. So it solves a big, big problem, I feel like, and there's big demand for that. And instead of making you know, it you know, a big kind of wasteful experience of like, hey, you spent four years and half of the classes you took in school weren't even applicable to what you want to actually do, we, let's say, like cut it in half, the time in half, it'll be a one or two year program. And um, you know, it'll be very result driven because you know, like now everybody has a college degree. Like 40 years, ago, 40 years ago, it was exceptional to have a great college degree. That's why a lot of people got jobs at Google and Microsoft and those good companies. But as that trend progressed, now every single person, literally like almost every person has a college degree and nobody stands out anymore. So now people hire based off of results, not papers. Like Google, you don't need a degree or Microsoft, you don't need a degree to, to work at Google. If you know how to do the job well, you're the fastest at doing it, uh, the job and you're the best at the job, you're going to get the job <laughs> like over there who has a hard career. There's yeah, no very true. Yeah, I mean, especially and me being in the tech industry is the same way even with technology skills. And basically, it's about the specialized skill and, and you're thinking in the right direction with, with what you just explained and even your vision of, of reforming the education just because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little outdated, especially with the fast pace of how things have changed, evolved. And I could see that it's got to be tough because, you know, from the parents and above, you know, there's tradition and, you know, habits where they think, okay, well, you need to, you need to get a college degree. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I think college is necessary because if we didn't have college, obviously we wouldn't have employees. We wouldn't have workers, right? Correct. Be running a business, and then it would be impossible to run a business because you can. Yeah. Hire people. Everybody would be smart and stuff because that you know that's how economy works, right? But, yeah. Um, I just believe that business, is, like college, is, is not the ideal place to learn business from. As of right now, the way we approach business education, if you want to specialize and you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a pilot, an engineer, you need to be in school and learn that craft from professionals who you know know their field and spend the time with them, right? That's yeah. right. Like yeah. you can't learn to fly a plane and be a pilot by trial and error, crashing fourteen planes, and then being like, "Hey, I learned how to fly a plane." You don't do that. Yeah. You go to <laughs> if you're a surgeon, I don't want you killing fifteen people before you complete a surgery, you know, successfully. Right? Yeah. Business. Yeah. You learn business by doing business and making mistakes. That's literally what business is. Yeah. So that's yeah. The difference. Yeah. 
No, very true, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge topic and it, it's something that, that that's going on right now. And, you know, we'll, we'll see the evolution and, and see how it plays out. But the cool thing is, is like, you know, right now, I mean, there's, there's opportunities at our fingertips. I like to say that, I mean, especially related to e-commerce, I mean, things that evolved, especially over the past, you know, say, you know, three to five years. I mean, like I said, I've been around for about about 20 years, but I've seen it evolve. And what's changed over the past three to five years is now access to this type of capabilities is at your fingertips. So, I mean, you know, technology, you know, you don't have to be a coder if you're launching that new business, that new e-commerce store, the technology is at your fingertips now. And, you know, as far as uh, in, in, in the case of uh, e-commerce access to wholesale prices and those type of connections to suppliers okay. is now at your fingertips. And, you know, now being able to, like you mentioned, you know, digital marketing, being able to market to hundreds of millions of eyeballs around the world is now at your fingertips with, you know, hyper targeting on specific, uh, you know, interests and groups. And it's just like you put all that together and, and you're in business, you know. Absolutely. Like 20 years ago, you had billboards, you know, like that's what my dad used to do. You can't track how many people saw your, your ad on the billboard. You can, you know like tweak it whatsoever. There is no numbers behind it now with, you know, YouTube and Facebook and Pinterest and all the backend analytics you get. It's just ridiculous the amount of, you know, power you have and the control and the access you get. It's just, you can reach literally on Facebook, like 3 billion people in a matter of minutes if you have a lot of money to spend, right? <laughs> and, and I like what you touched on uh, related to, to NetCon and, and the events there. So that was cool to hear that, that you said, okay, you're, intentionally, you know, having multi-industry experts that are, that are keynote, you know, speakers at, at your event so that, you know, across that spectrum and with the intention of, you know, not only getting value from the keynote speakers, but with the audience making that connections and you can see, so is it any stories to share like some success stories? Absolutely. That- absolutely. Like at our recent Icon LA event, uh, my, my good two friends, Colin, who uh, I met through the event, they were event attendees. My good friend Colin and Anas, they basically networked. Colin does uh, credit repair and uh, helps businesses get uh, you know business funding. And Anas, he's a stock trader, right? They both came to the event. They ended up connecting through social media, and then they ended up becoming friends. And um, Colin actually helped Anas get fifty thousand dollars worth of funding to fund you know his uh, trading account with. So now he got that much more leverage through having that relationship, and now he has access to a lot of money to trade with and make more money, right? So, yeah. you know, one of the ways the relationship fostered, right? There's a bunch yeah. of creators that got jobs, you know, like one of my friends, Gurney, got offered to move to LA from Virginia, right? There's just tons of opportunities that come out of this. Um, my good friend, Kian and Jake, you know, one is uh, an Amazon FBA guy, one is a fitness coach. They work together now, just went together to a Tony Robbins conference, right? Uh, and that's awesome. Was- creating a course together, right? It's just ridiculous the amount of access and power you get. (laughs) (laughs) So you can see the results coming through uh, the NetCon events for sure. And uh, one of the keynotes that that came to mind was uh, Joe Staber. I was, uh, he was a previous featured guest on the podcast and I was curious, what's the story behind uh, getting to know Joe? Oh, Joe is actually a good friend of mine. He he does uh, backend uh, marketing for us um, as well, and I work with him on a close basis. And he's a good friend of mine. He's more than just you know a, a person who just speaks at our events. He spoke at all four Nikon's, and he was there since basically day one. He reached out to me on Instagram about a year ago. Like I think it's going to be like 
10 days from now that it was a year that he reached out to me and he's like, Hey, you know, like I do this. I'm from Philly, close to New York. I see you guys are having events and, um, I would love to be a speaker. Here's my results. Here's what I've done. Right. And since then we kind of just fostered the, the relationship and, you know, I helped him get a, a bunch of clients. He helped me, you know, get a bunch of people at the event and we, you know, help each other, um, in ways that we can. And he's just great at what he does and have nothing but love and respect for the guy. So. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, everything that Joe's been spitting out, you know, as far as, uh, tips, advice, and even connections. I mean, he's a, he's a connector in his own right. So really awesome stuff. So shout out to Joe and we'll be sure to, to tag him in the show notes as well. So you could, uh, awesome. so you could follow him. You know, one thing that, that stood out as I was doing a little research on you and I was looking at the, uh, at, uh Instagram profile and I was reading this and I thought this was really awesome. Uh, let me just kind of paraphrase, uh, a part of it here, but uh, I think this is a really cool mindset. Uh, you had mentioned you like, you know, what we all have in common is hunger, the hunger for food, but more importantly, success. If you want to achieve as bad as the air to breathe when you're held underwater, you will succeed. And if you want to win this game, you need to surround yourself with people who are as hungry as you are. And I thought that that was really awesome. I was wondering if you could share a little more behind that. Yeah, I mean, when people talk about, you know, success, I mean, success is very personal to each person. Success means different things to one person might mean, you know, having a lot of money to one person might mean having a lot of friends to to me, to me or someone else that might mean having not to worry about money, you know, the ability to travel, you know, to me, success means, you know, which I'm sharing what it means to me, it means having no one be able to tell me what to do, when to do with who to do, right? To have yeah. that, like choice, right? That's what success means to me. Yeah. So, and when people ask like, hey, what does it take to get success? Like the number one factor I believe that determines, you know, like your success, right? Um, and whether you achieve it or not is your hunger. Like, are, like do you want it bad enough or not? When you want something bad enough like as bad as like imagine you're you're being held captive and like people are torturing you and they put you yeah put your head like you've seen movies they just take you and put you put your head underwater right and let's say you're being tortured and they want to get information out of you right they put yeah. you underwater. well i heard that's that story like that paraphrase was it uh et uh is that his name et but 99 like of the information i want to uh, listeners to understand 99 of information you hear from podcasts from people from the you know speakers on stage sharing it's not their information it's the information they've acquired throughout life from other people right like, like yeah i'm saying right now like this is not my like you know information it was invented you know hundreds of years ago like let's say the things about marketing or psychology those are the things i picked up through life but i didn't create those things i just want people to understand like i'm not the oh yeah yeah I'm like hey here is- <laughs> yeah no i no i get you man yeah for sure <laughs> yeah for sure and, uh, but I mean, it's really strong and, and the, the principle behind it with what you were sharing is, is on point for sure. I think it goes to show, you know, the mindset that, that you have and the principles that you believe in and that's powerful. And, and it shows, I mean, with, with, uh, the, the success that you currently have, I mean, man, I mean, if you're 19 and you're doing this stuff and making an impact, I mean, you got a huge future ahead of you staying on track. Yeah. No. 
only setting bigger goals and bigger targets and never slowing down. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome stuff, man, for sure. So what are some of the other things that you're currently doing now to kind of keep yourself on the edge, like to keep up, you know, some of the latest well, here's the thing. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I really preach the fact that you need to become a master, you know, of one craft rather than being a jack of all trades. Cause if you're a jack of all trades, you're a master of none. Right. Yeah. Me, the two things that I'm mostly focused on is stock trading. I do it Monday through Friday daily. I work with my students and Nikon, right? That is more than enough on my shoulders with, you know, running a company, a business and, you know, stock trading than I can really handle. Like I can't take it on more clients or more tasks or learn a new skill because if I start giving that new skill that I try to learn more time, then those two things I'm currently doing are going to suffer. And, um, that goes to the next point. My advice to people who are listening to this is pick one thing and get really great at it, like the best you could possibly be at it and get the best results. And that's when you're going to start seeing exceptional like results for yourself monetary-wise because think about it this way. If you're hiring someone to do marketing for you, for example, um, and let's say I'm hiring Joe Steiber to do marketing for me, um, and he wants me to pay him, let's say, 20 grand. Do I care if he also knows how to play chess and trade stocks and, you know, play golf and read books um, along with digital marketing? Probably not. I only want him for the digital marketing marketing aspect and the skill he has, right? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay the most money to a person who's the expert and the best at the skill that they do. I don't care what else they know how to do. I just care about the one skill that they provide. So if, if it's Joe, for example, I only care that he does digital marketing. Those yeah. other skills are irrelevant to me as a person who's you know paying him. So yeah. for Joe, it would make much more sense to spend let's say 14 hours a day focusing on just purely becoming the best digital marketer than spending you know three hours in digital marketing, marketing, three hours in stock trading, two hours on you know social media, two hours on you know running a podcast, and like an hour and a half on you know playing golf, right? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be a much more pow- powerful marketer and be able to create better results and be more successful if he just focuses on that one skill and gives it his all basically, right? Which is digital yeah. marketing, right? Yeah. That's what separates average from exceptional. Like if the person spends 14 hours on one skill and knows everything in and out, he can charge 20, 30, 100 grand for that one skill. The person's average and just spends four hours a day you know, doing that thing, he's not gonna have the results that the person that's spending 14 hours a day doing those things, he's gonna get paid you know, two, three grand a month maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, great. Very good point for sure. As far as, you know, being a little bit more focused and specializing and, you know, it's, it's powerful, powerful stuff for sure. Well, like, especially uh, my age in our age, you know, teens, millennials, twenties, thirties have a Chinese, Chinese object syndrome where people making money in there and they're like, Oh, I want to do this. Then they see this person making a hundred grand there. They're like, I'm going to do that. Do this. They end up running around and you know, chasing that money instead of just yeah. the skill and monetizing correctly. Yeah. Right. And what is your advice to, so even say like to attendees, you know, cause this could possibly, you know, happen, you know, you at the event, there's multiple industries and say, you know, now there's multiple on, you know, opportunities that, that people could get involved and participate in, but you know, what approach should, should that person take? Yeah. 
see where you naturally gravitate towards, what you were intrinsically passionate about, not where you can make the most money, but what really grabs your interest. If you are more interested in, you know, looking at charts and stocks and, you know, go towards uh, that route. If you're interested in, you know, people and, you know, let's say marketing and, you know, backend stuff and, you know, digital marketing, for example, right. And pick that one thing and get just the best at it rather than just chasing the thing that makes you the most money because you're going to make the most money by becoming great at what it is that you do and being passionate about it at the same time. Because if you are not passionate about what it is that you do, you're not going to be able to put in the extra work when times get tough, when things don't go that well and pretty, right. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. There's yeah. times like when, you know, a customer bails out on you mid midway through a project or, you know, doesn't show up or, you know, your event is half, half empty or whatever it might be, right. Uh, or your business partner steals from you or whatever. If you don't truly believe in what it is that you do, you're not going to put in the extra effort necessary to get through that tough point. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's really good advice, you know, to, to the listeners and especially attendees of, of the events is that, I mean, there's abundant opportunities all over. And if you try to go after every one or whatever catches your attention in the moment, then you're not going to do anything great. I mean, you really need to, to focus and follow through, you know, a big part of it is just, you know, following through on, on a venture that, uh, and, and see it, you know, get success. And, uh, in your journey, you know, you kind of shared that, you know, with what you did, you, you know, you were determined to do it and you, you know, you focused, you know, you know, you now focus on these two things, uh, uh, which is really awesome. And, uh, so hopefully the audience can, can learn from that as like, you know, you know, take yeah, it. So, so, so what I like to, uh, to use is, uh, the word focus, right. Um, first of all, you need to focus, right. Yeah. And when you break it down, every single letter is like a paraphrase for an, another word. So what I mean by that is you, if you break down the word focus, it's F O C U S, right. And yeah. what those little, uh, acronyms stand for is F is follow, right. O is one, C is course, U is until, and then S is success. So you need to follow one course until success. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we'll leave that in the show notes uh, for sure. We'll spell it out because uh, uh, <laughs> Simon's actually, you know, listening in the video, but this is an audio podcast, so, but we'll leave it in the show notes that, you know, this is really awesome, man, for sure. And, you know, I wanted to touch on, so as far as the future of NetCon, you know, maybe we could uh, talk about that. You know, what are some of the new things coming out related to NetCon um, as far as events and even other offerings? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we are going to be having our biggest event in Miami in May, and that's going to be super, super exciting. I'm going to leave that at the end of the show. But uh, also, end of this month, we're actually launching a NetCon Mastermind, which is our online community of entrepreneurs. We're giving away uh, free access to people who attended the past uh, you know, events for, for two months, just test it out and tweak it and improve it and see you know, like what needs to be adjusted until we kind of take it public uh, and offer it to everybody around the world. The purpose of that is to bring entrepreneurs together, say you can make it to a NetCon event in person, you still can join the online community and have access to all the coaches and speakers and resources that you would get um, at an in-person event. So say you're in China, Bali, you know, India, or, you know, just somewhere in the U.S. and you don't want to travel to an in-person conference, you can just sign up for our mastermind. And what you get out of it is uh, every single week we bring on a speaker who specializes in a certain topic and we do a one-hour Zoom call with them and they lead a presentation on a certain subject. So, for example, you know, Joe Steiber can come on and talk about uh, digital marketing for, let's say, uh, 
an hour and then we'll open it to the questions to, to the mastermind members and they can ask like, Hey, you know, I'm dealing with this client to have this ad, you know, what could I improve? Can you work with you and stuff like that? Right. And then someone next week can talk about ad copy and someone next week can talk about credit and real estate. And that way you get um, new people and new information coming in every single um, time. And it's not, you know, just uh, circulated around one person, because as I said, I feel like, there needs to be an input from a lot of different individuals to make that community really work. Yeah. Um, a big flaw that I feel like is in the industry is there's probably, you've seen a lot of masterminds out there, but every single community that there is, it's focused around one person, how cool they are and what they know. Right. And I feel mm -hmm. like one person can't teach you everything about marketing and Facebook and Instagram and let's say building websites and optimization and pixels and, like you know trading and credit and everything they literally can't know the ins and outs of each industry there's not enough time in their brain or the day to learn all those things right um yeah so that's why the masterminds really lack for us we bring on the experts from each one of those industries and give them you know a shining time to basically spill everything they know and what they're best at right rather than trying to cover everything um that there is so. Oh, that's awesome, man, for sure. Yeah, so in-person and virtual, which is uh, really good stuff. And uh, the way to access that, how do, how do people find it? Um, as of right now, as I said, we're in, in the te testing phases. Uh, we're going to be releasing it publicly probably around March. Uh, okay. that would be, uh, on the NetCom website, you guys will be able to find it uh, very easily. We'll be on the landing page. So. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and that's say shoot me the links and we'll, we'll, we'll share that in the show notes as well. And then, yeah, as we were talking, I did hear about you starting something new, your own uh, podcast. I was wondering if you could talk about oh, that. Yes, yes. We're starting, you know, the podcast is called The Nikon Show. It's the extension of the Nikon brand. And we just want to uh, bring on, you know, uh, some powerful minds to share, um, you know, with our audience and first of all, build a bigger audience. So yeah. uh, we want to just, you know, get started and change your life once and for all and take control of your life and share some valuable tips and advice um, with, um, you know, the world. So yeah, for it's sure. About, you know, giving back to the community. I'm a big believer in, you know, what Gary Vee preaches, like give, 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 then ask in return. Right. I yeah. be out there and putting out content and just serving the people. I'm not here just to like, Hey, what's your credit card number? I want to charge you a thousand bucks. Right. I'm not the yeah. type of person that is, you know, just sales driven. Right. Yeah. Sales important in a business. If you can't sell, you can't have a business, but I feel like there's much more to it. Right. Like meaningful lasting connections and relationships uh, that are fostered. I value that much more than a sale, right? Oh, powerful, man. You got the right mindset for sure. So yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to that coming out as well. Uh, yeah. When it does, you know, send me, send me the links as well. We'll, we'll include it in the show notes. It'll be great. You know, if it's anything like, uh, the keynote speakers that you have at the events should be really great. So really awesome stuff. Well, I see that we're coming close to the, uh, end of the hour here and I want to be respectful of your time. Um, you dropped a lot of great value. And uh, actually, I just uh, remembered, is it cool to follow up with you maybe six months down the road, see how things are going? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love <laughs> to be back on the show and see you know, where, we're at, where we are at six months from now. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man, for sure. Well, as we bring things to a wrap, I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. So I'll let you take it away. Gotcha. Well, guys, first of all, thank you so much for, if, you, if you've stuck to the end, thank you so much for listening to the show. It's been a pleasure to, you know, talk to you guys and uh, share some of my knowledge and things I've learned over the years. My biggest takeaway for you guys from today's podcast would probably be to really find what is your passion about and 
uh, go all in on that uh, one course until you find success in it and take advice and tips from people who have results in whatever it is that you're trying to do that you want to get. So if they have, you know, the results that you want, take advice from them. Don't take advice from people who say they know how to do a skill because, you know, they're, you're, you're not going to go far with that. So those are my kind of closing remarks. Um, yeah, we'd love to uh, stay in touch with everybody. So if you guys want to uh, shoot me a DM and get, you know, connected, and uh, I would love to help you guys in any way that I can. My Instagram is Simon underscore learner. That's S-I-M-O-N underscore L-E-R-N-E-R. Great stuff, man. Really awesome stuff. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new, valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money-making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started. There's more great things to come. Stay plugged in. Throw me a shout-out. And remember, you're just one product away.